Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rimple. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. So here we are talking about when playing by the rules backfires. We've been talking, Carl, about just certain things we do in the workplace when we stick to the rules in a variety of different aspects where we've grouped certain people in different categories, um, personality categories, and from the literalist, the silent achiever, the peacekeeper, and today we're talking about the enforcer. Yes, the enforcer. Oh, this person is in many ways wonderful. You know, they really care about the company. They really care about the department, and they care that things happen the way they were intended to happen. Well, we're going to have some fun I will probably have more fun than we should since neither of us are enforcers and kind of have our perspective on it, is um, they come alongside others when they don't need to, and it backfires. This one almost always backfires. It's true. In my head, I've been screaming, goody two-shoes, goody (laughs) two-shoes, the entire time (laughs) we've been talking about this category. So we really are basically talking about a person that takes it upon themselves to enforce rules that perhaps aren't even there. Or are there, but aren't really contributing to a good working, healthy atmosphere. To give this person credit, that's not what they're thinking. Their thinking is, oh, that's not how we do things here. And I'm going to help by letting this person know that that's not how it works. And this is the way we do it. Um, Unfortunately, it usually comes across, you know, more like, well, we've chosen the name The Enforcer for a reason. Comes across kind of as a surprise to that person and kind of a, who are you? Where did this come from, and why are you speaking up, and why are you telling me I can't do something when you're maybe a peer or not even associated with what I do? So I can imagine that this person, as you described, really feels that that they are contributing to the workplace by just having it be the way they think it should be. I think most of the time, sincerely puzzled why people don't like them and why people might hide when they see them coming or you know, kind of give them a stiff arm behavior because they're not perceiving it as inappropriate or coming from nowhere or why do you care? It's like, well, I thought we all cared about these things. And over time, I don't, boy, I should have gotten that psychology degree or I'd be able to answer my own question. But over time, you know, it almost seems that they develop their own resistance to this and, and almost do take on a police type personality just to protect themselves so that, you know, they and a pre-sternness, as the rules are more important. Can you illustrate an example in the workplace about this person so that, I don't know, not so that we can pick on them anymore, <laughs> but so that we can really try to, to see how, what are the pros and cons of sort of the example? Well, we referred to the one, which is the, that's not how we do it here. So it's somebody who's unrelated to your task, but you're observing that they're maybe giving a client a, uh, Oh, you know, maybe you have a uh, disgruntled client who had a bad experience with your delivery and somebody offers them, I'll give you another copy and a complimentary, some additional services and, you know, makes the client happy and and deals with that situation. That's not what we do here. So you, the the enforcers overheard this and seen that you've given away something for free that we, you know, we don't solve problems that way here. And they're coming over and they're taking what was, in your eyes, a successful triage of a complex, unhappy customer and turning it into a blame thing that you broke a rule on how we do it. Hence the surprise, hence the, ooh, you're going from the feeling of 
internal accomplishment to having this person come from who knows where, not even in your department, to tell you that you did it wrong. And so the person who's the enforcer gets this, what we most of us understand is a surprise kind of who are you reaction and doesn't understand why they're being perceived negatively. And so you know, that relationship starts its downward cycle of avoiding or staying away. And that's how it backfires on the person because they're not really helping that person. They've just, they're not even involved with that. I like about your example is how that kind of caught you off guard, that you went from having a positive experience to being empowered, making someone happy, really doing what probably is the mission of the company, which is the customer Mm -hmm. being satisfied, still coming back to be a customer, and then turning that into an experience that made you feel bad about doing your job. Exactly. And so this can come up in a variety of areas where something's going along one line and it's, it's not an ordinary line. A lot of times it's not really significant stuff. And here's where we want to empower these people with a new set of eyes, the enforcers who are mm-hmm. trying to help. A lot of times what happens is the magnitude of the issue that you're trying to help with or trying to give someone else some information about is kind of out of proportion with actually someone jumping in. You know, most of us in our relationships with our supervisors can go a whole year without getting any feedback on what we're doing at all until we have our performance evaluation. And we kind of are going along working without a lot of feedback. So that there's somebody in the building who's going around giving feedback regularly, it's not people's ordinary experience. So it's out of proportion to them with what they usually get feedback on. So it feels like, and sometimes is, you know, mountains being made out of molehills. You know, we don't take breaks here. We don't this or that. And so you get pegged as just pick any negative police image. Right. And avoided. And <laughs> you may be sort of not helping the morale. There's a big one right there. Sure. Morale just collapses when you're around because the subject's no longer the mission of the company. The subject's how you went about doing the mission of the company. If you didn't do it the way it's laid out, problem. So how do we help this person, Carl? How do we help the enforcer become perhaps a little less uh, stringent on the rules? Or (sighs) rules they may perceive. It may not be something that's written in a book, right? I don't know. I mean, you know, my gut reaction is just to say. Mind your own business. Mind your own business. Um, And not in the sense of, you know, being a busybody, but in the sense of um, you're taking upon something on yourself that no one has asked you to take on. It's a burden that you need not bear. It's a negative reaction you need not experience. It's normally not your job to correct the people that you're correcting. It's somebody else's job. And so that you're actually doing this to yourself. You're, in the positive sense, you're taking the initiative and getting involved outside your job description, but in the sense it's not helping anyone. So that's my gut reaction is just say, don't do it. Don't go there. Watch what you're doing to yourself. Now, that's easier said than done to this type of person because they care that way and they see those problems. They're generally detail-oriented. They're generally rule-based. And those rules give them the boundaries they need to function well at work and thrive in those rules. For the people who don't thrive with the boundaries, for whom the boundaries are limiting and they like to think a little more creative, you know, you're just going to be perceived negatively by these people. Well, you just don't need to do it to yourself. So I think the tool you're looking for, again, is... Is this appropriately mine to bring up, or is it better that someone else deal with it? There is a sense, again, sort of like we talked about with the peacekeeper, to 
bring it to yourself to kind of gauge it based on, you know, am I reacting to this because it's really, it's my issue. I don't like it when people do things differently or, or is this really truly affecting the workplace? Exactly. So that if it is affecting the workplace, like you just have a passion for fairness and something fair is coming up, what you're choosing between is the negative impact it's going to have on you to try and be the enforcer versus what are the alternatives for getting that addressed. So if there are important things that need to be addressed and you see them, but it's not yours to say anything about them, it doesn't mean just be quiet. It just means let's think about what are the appropriate and another venue or a person who should know about that and not putting it on yourself. So what you're weighing is you're weighing the, what's backfiring. I mean, for the enforcers out there who love it and get tremendous energy out of it and just believe that they're doing good, great by their company, you know, go to it. You know, there's no, we'll have a conversation with them and just agree to disagree at the end of it. But if that backfiring is starting to make it so that you can't work, that you can't get partnership, that you, people don't want to collaborate with you, that you're being avoided and you, you want to change that, then that becomes your motivation backfiring stuff becomes your motivation to look for alternatives and to let go of things that aren't yours, even if you care about them, or to find alternative avenues of addressing them and taking it upon yourself to enforce it. Well, I can imagine it's sometimes a simple question as we normally don't do things here this way. Why are you doing it this way? Maybe allows you to see another perspective and see, oh, you know, maybe this person has a better way to do something it's more efficient it's getting things done and you know you could be the bottleneck you could be the one that's kind of narrowing and not progressing mm, excellent so to make your starting assumption that there is something creative and clever about what they're doing that might accomplish it better and you just don't know it yet so to find out instead of assuming that they're just breaking a rule and need to be corrected there's something good going on in that other person's mind for the company's benefit. And it's just hard to see what it is right yet. Certainly felt like we bashed a little on this person, but I do appreciate the things that you, that you <laughs> brought up about the person actually being, you know, the type of people we want around us when it comes to putting, sometimes I think we can get ahead of ourselves and do things differently, but this person can kind of rein in something that may not be going in the right direction by bringing up you know, the realities of a certain situation. And so let's clarify that point you made just once more is this series, we're trying to help these particular people. So in this one, we're trying to help the enforcer see more options. We're not discussing the everyone else. How do you deal with the enforcer on your team? That's a different topic and a fine one, but we're saying for the enforcer, how you become aware of what's not working for you and empowering some alternatives. Well, next week, our last topic in the series will be the rule keeper. If you have any questions about the enforcer, please feel free to join us on the web at boldenterprises.com. We'll be discussing this on the blog. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production. 